The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, and he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. And so I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly ordered his disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, good afternoon. Friends, I always make it a, uh, a point to, to notice when the providence of God brings certain things my way. I'm sure you've seen, you've had this happen to you many, many times, where uh, uh, you, you read something or you see something or you hear something, and, and, uh, and suddenly that, that piece of information or that, uh, or that particular providence is something that you need. It turns out that you needed that. And you didn't know that was coming, but there, but there it was. I had a wonderful experience of the providence of God this, uh, uh, actually a, a number of times this week. But most especially with regard to a book, to a book I, I ordered a, I, I read a lot, okay? So uh, uh, I ordered this book by, by Fulton Sheen, by Bishop Sheen, called The Mystical Body of Christ. And it's a book about the church. I had never read it. I didn't realize when I bought it that I was buying a classic, and it really is a, a classic. Um, but as, we, as I was reading this week about the church, most particularly about the Pope and the establishment of the church and the establishment of the Pope, suddenly there it is in the gospel that I'm going to preach from. So God gave me something that I needed. And, and I didn't know it was coming. I, I just think those moments just, just thrill me, I have to say. Simple minds, maybe. But, but maybe. but maybe there's something to this. The pilot this week, the September Pope, because it was a, just a, a number of, of years ago, uh, 45 years ago this week, that Pope John Paul I was elected Pope. So the topic of this gospel this week is suddenly really topical. It's something that's, that's present tense. Um, Jesus took his disciples to this, to this place called Caesarea Philippi. And the location is, is important in this. 
in this passage. In, the, in this place, if you were to go there today, you could still see the remains of shrines dedicated to the worship of all kinds of deities. Whoever it was that you wanted to worship, you could find a shrine there at, uh, at Caesarea Philippi. That's how it was set up, and it's still in that, uh, in that kind of condition. As a matter of archaeology, it's really startling to, to see this. I'd love to see it myself one day. Uh, but it was in this place, surrounded by all of these shrines to all of these deities, that Jesus brings his people, brings his disciples, and he says, who do people say that I am? You you, you see the scene? Here are all of these gods, and there's Jesus. And he asks his disciples, "Who who, who do people say that I am? The closest parallel I can think of this to, to, to try to explain this in modern terms isn't, isn't really a place, but it's the Internet. Go to the Internet and ask the question almost anywhere, who is Jesus? Who do people say Jesus is? And wouldn't you know, you would find that the, that, that the Internet is going to give you an answer very similar to the one that, that he hears from his disciples. Well, some say you're John the Baptist, Some say you're one of the prophets. Some say you're Elijah. Go out on the internet and you'll find, well, some people say he was a a, a great moral teacher. Some people say he was uh, an, an interesting prophet. All of these things. So it's a very interesting question. Who do people say that Jesus is? But the more important question, of course, is what he is what he follows that up with. Because he says. Uh, uh, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? That's the most important question for us, personally. Uh, And Peter's response is the perfect response, and it's the response that each of us must make. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. If you want an example of how our Lord catechizes his people, there it is. He takes them to this place. And he asks them a couple of questions, and he teaches them in that way. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Peter is blessed blessed indeed for making that confession. But this has a different dimension to it. This has a a different dimension to it, I, I think, because Jesus did not bring Peter to this place by himself. He didn't separate Peter from all of the others and say, I'm going to have a teachable moment with, with my friend Peter. He brings all of them there, and it's Peter who gives the response, and it's to Peter that Jesus says, you are the rock, blessed are you, and you are the rock, and upon this rock I will build my church. Wow. You can almost see the the disciples looking at each other saying, wow, Peter, Way to go. <laughs> you, you, you answered that one right. Look at that. You are the rock, and upon this rock I will build my church. Isn't it strange that, that today to hear various people say, and, and this is, there are people who, who think this way. You know, Jesus never intended to build a church. Uh, excuse me. This is how I will, build my, I will build my church. Sounds like he intended to build a church, doesn't it? Sounds like that was his idea. In a few moments, we're going to make our statement of faith, which we do at every Mass. 
that we believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Friends, the, the church cannot be one holy Catholic and apostolic unless it has a head. Without the head, the body parts just do what they want to do. It needs to have, the body of Christ needs to have a head. Uh, without it, uh, the different parts of the body do not share the same mission. Do not share the same mission. They can't. So it must have a head. Among other things, that head of the church serves to identify this, this church as his church. So that when men and women go searching among all of the gods and all the shrines that are out there, whether it's the internet or, or wherever, wherever they go, um, all those things that, that grab for their attention, they can see his union with his body because of the head of our church. Sheen says, by the sign of all life, that's how people will, will be able to tell that this is his church, by the sign of all life, it's his head. She also says people may not accept it, they may, they may disbelieve it or reject it, but the sign is there for all to see. And that's the head of the church. All of which is to say that your presence here today and, and mine is a very meaningful thing. It's a very meaningful thing. Friends, it's not trivial. It is not trivial to be a Catholic Christian. It's not becoming part of an organization. It's being part of an organism, the body of Christ. It's becoming part of a, an, an organism that uh, one, of my, one of my convert heroes wrote years ago, said that the church goes through the, goes through the centuries like a messenger that refuses to tamper with its message. The messages in, out in the world from all of those different gods change and shift with time, but the message of the church does not change. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. That message is as true now as it was then, and it's going to remain true. That's our message. That's the message that, that our church refuses to, uh, to tamper with. He is the Christ, the Son of the living God. He's built his church, and because he's done that, he can build my life, he can build your life. He is the Christ, the Son of the living God. So your presence here today is, um, by itself, in a, in a certain way, a way of saying amen to Peter's declaration of faith. Right? The church founded by our Lord has a visible head in the successors of St. Peter, and because the body is connected to that head, each part of the body has a part in delivering that message. We all have a part in delivering that message. It's been given to the church, and it hasn't changed through the centuries. And as part of his body, it is our, our duty and our joy, our, our joyful duty to find what our role is in declaring that message to our culture and, and the world. It may not seem like it sometimes, but there are a lot of people who are searching for just that answer. They are searching for exactly that answer. The body of Christ has a head, and because it does, you have a place and a part in delivering that message. You know, our church is currently recovering from the changes that 
that uh, COVID brought our way. And uh, this fall, we'll see many opportunities for us, for us all to use our gifts and our graces and to discover our gifts and our graces so that we can add our voice to all of the other voices that have said down through the centuries that message that Peter gave and that the church still preaches that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. Amen? Amen. Amen.